Community Conversations with Community Centres SA. Here's Kerry Ackermans. AI, chat GPT, what does it all mean for community organisations? Is it the demise of more jobs or a chance to streamline processes and save time on research? In this episode, we speak to Linda Schenk, Head Giraffe of Pebble Giraffe Marketing, an Adelaide-based outsourced marketing consultancy partnering with organisations to help them achieve their objectives through marketing and communication support. Linda founded Purple Giraffe in 2014 and has over three decades of proven marketing experience in formulating brand strategies and marketing communications plans that build brand equity, growth and profitability for clients. Welcome, Linda. Thanks so much. It's lovely to be on board. I've never introduced a head giraffe before, let alone really a giraffe. Can you give our listeners a bit of background as to why you called the organisation that and why you're a head giraffe and, in fact, have a team of giraffes? (laughs) It's a fantastic question, and I'm glad you asked it because it's exactly why I called my business Purple Giraffe. I wanted people to say, what is it that you do and, you know, why have you called it Purple Giraffe? It starts a conversation. So... My son, when he was a little boy, had a purple giraffe um, and it's a funny little toy that when you press its foot, it sings a little ditty, which I won't sing for you just now because it's pretty terrible singing, but it made us laugh. And I thought, well, if I'm silly enough to start my own business, I might as well have a name that makes me happy. And so purple giraffe it is. The head giraffe is a phrase coined by the team here and it's kind of just stuck. And so we just use it as a, as a name. I try to get my team to get giraffe names as well, but they're not as keen. So it's just a bit of fun, really. I love it. You're the matriarch. Linda, I want to talk about AI today because it's that white industrial revolution. That's what it's being coined as, the term for it. But people are quite fearful, as no doubt people were in the past with the Industrial Revolution where machines took over people's jobs, a lot of those lower-level tasks. What is the comparisons with AI? What is it really all about? Yeah, it's a fine question, and I 100% agree with your sentiment about it being the revolution of the white-collar worker. Just like in the days gone by in the Industrial Revolution, a lot of people... They actually just changed their job roles. And so, you know, whilst it was a lot of upheaval, there was a lot of change in people's environment and change is difficult. And I think AI actually has the potential to do the same here, well, in today's society. And so I think it's something that is going to change people's jobs. We don't all know exactly what that looks like or how that's going to be. But those jobs will just simply change or morph into something else. And so it's, I guess it's a time of upheaval, but it's also a time of excitement to see what comes next and see, you know, how uh, jobs can change slightly. The great thing about AI, in my view, is that it's here to stay and it's also going to help with a lot of the mundane process type things. And so jobs can become much more interesting and potentially much more people-focused, like actually people working with people as opposed to doing processes and systems, which a machine can do. Which sounds very sensible. So, Linda, in terms of a community organisation, which is what our listeners, being a Community Conversations podcast, where would you see the relevance for them? Because a lot of them are very under-resourced. They've got 1.5 paid people on the team, rest of all volunteers quite often or in their organisations, they're always working off the smell of an oily rag. How can AI help them? 
So ChatGPT and AI tools, but particularly ChatGPT, can help people in a lot of different ways. Firstly, it can enhance your communication. So I don't know about you, but whenever you're going to write something, let's say, for instance, you have to do some social media posts or write a blog or write a brochure or write a a grant, for, for example... ChatGPT will help you to start that process and help you to actually come up with formats and systems that you can follow that basically get that um, um, component or that thinking done for you very, very quickly and then you just humanise it. The other thing it can do is it can be a, a great research assistant. So where you've got to research some topics or content, it does it for you within seconds, whereas, you know, you may have taken hours and hours before searching and sifting through the web. You can now do that on using AI tools, and, and the one I'm particular I'm referring to is, is ChatGPT again, and it helps with that. The other great thing is processes and systems. So let's say, for instance, you have to write a policy Let's say a policy on AI, for instance. We've just written one ourselves and we use ChatGP to help us draft it. That's and classic. Then what we did was, yes, and then we, then we humanised it after that and made it um, you know, more purple giraffe for want of a better word. Well, I love your term about humanising it because it's really the 20%, isn't it? A lot of 80% of what we do is bringing information together, which is quite time-consuming. And when you consider everyone has 24-7 access to the internet, which is a content-hungry beast, there's so much stuff on there. How do you know you're not replicating what somebody else has done? Let's take a campaign or, as you said, for a community centre or a community organisation, they can literally search what's happened anywhere in the community around that grant aspect and then put their human 20% on it. Absolutely. And that's where it is such an interesting and really helpful tool because people can get more done in the hours that they've got available to them because the research component has been knocked out basically in seconds. The only rider to that is that with ChatGPT, is that's only up to, is it 2021, Linda, that information on the internet or is it 2020? It's 2020. So there's two versions of ChatGPT that you can use. You can have a paid version and you can have um, just a free version. Both of them only go up to 2020. But in the paid version, you can actually feed information and you can in the free version as well. It's just that it's, it's a little bit more complex to do so. But you can you can feed information into it that basically brings it up to scratch for the current environment. But it is, a, it is a, a disadvantage in that the information is only up to 2020. There are other language tools. One of them that we use from time to time is called BARD, B-A-R-D. That's a really, really great tool as well. It pulls directly from the, from the web, but I find it a little bit more difficult. It's, it's less language and, and much more just um, computerised, I guess, whereas the, the chat GPT is much more... Uh, speaks like more like a human even though it's still on a computer and so that is a deterrent in that it only goes up to 2020 data and also linda i believe there's another one is it bing is it google who's done bing as well as an ai tool absolutely well bing is actually a search engine but google has their own search engine as well and one of the great things that microsoft have just brought out i've been waiting for it to come out is a platform called copilot and what Copilot does, it, it's an AI tool that helps all of your Microsoft tools talk to each other and gives you um, assistance along the way. So say, for instance, you're writing a letter and you can go onto your AI in Copilot and, and ask it the same thing you would ask in ChatGPT, 
for it to come up with content for you and then you can use that content to help draft your letter. Linda, what it sounds like to me is a new role is emerging. Everyone has been afraid about jobs going. But presumably, you know, when now a lot of people will take on a marketing comms person or they may outsource it to an organisation like yours. But the skills to use AI effectively is going to become really important. I think so. What it does, certainly from my point of view as a consultant in marketing, as you said, what we can do is now research and do a lot of the mundane tasks a lot faster and we pass those savings onto our clients. And so if a client has their own marketing person in-house, if they're adopting these AI tools, they can also have time savers and get more work and more output. So the winner here is the employer. Of course. Let's talk about what would this actually mean, though, for a community organisation? Like, if you were sitting in a community organisation now, what would be your best use of technology, considering it's all about maximising their time? But there's a lot of meetings. How can you use it for something like that? Yeah, so there's a couple of websites that I would really encourage people to have a look at. One of them is called There's an AI for That, and the other one is called Futurepedia. And Futurepedia, a little bit like Expedia, but it's Futurepedia, and there's an AI for that. They are really great websites that have accumulated all the different um, AI tools that are available. So let's say, for instance, you wanted to have something to enhance your meetings. For instance, you might be able to get the AI tool to listen to what everyone's saying and put it into minutes, and so you don't need a minute taker anymore. You might also need to um, send out automatic reminders to people that the meeting is coming up and you can tailor that reminder using an AI tool more than you ever used to be able to before. And so there's so many tools that you can actually search on those two websites to find out where there's tools available or AI platforms available to help you streamline activities. And one of the things I really want to share with you about communities is that I'm quite sure that there's a lot of grants and things that people can apply for. And so these AI tools, what you can do is you can feed the grant application details into the AI tool and then ask it to write the first draft of the grant application for you. I truly encourage every single person to then actually put their own filter and their own lens over it, but it just helps you with the structure, it helps you set it up so much faster, like grants take hours and hours and hours to do, but the speed of which the language tools develop it is just amazing. It'll blow your mind. And that is a big stress for a lot of organisations. They just don't have the resources or time to apply for grants. They should be, and this sounds like that will really help. Absolutely. We're talking today to Linda Schenk, Head Giraffe of Purple Giraffe Marketing, about AI. Linda, it seems there's not really going to be a sector that won't be impacted, but what I'm particularly interested in through our discussion is it's making me think of all the board portals that have been developed for minute-taking. Now, that's going to have an impact on them for a start. So a lot of people have come up with software as a means to minimise effort. But if you can now use AI, would it bypass something like that? That's a really good question, and I guess only time will tell. I think that a lot of people will stick to what they know to start with, but I do I do believe over time that they will be taken over by an AI platform or an AI-assisted program because they're just so much more efficient and so much faster. So, you know, things are still changing and there's a lot, a lot of people that are not embracing AI. They're quite um, frightened of it or they're 
wary of it and and I think that a healthy proportion of being wary is important because you've got to remember that a lot of these things are open source and so if you pop it in your AI tool it can then you know be seen by the world so you need to be very very careful about the information that you do feed into it but that will change over time and it will evolve somebody said to me the other day I was looking at um, a video that was made completely by AI tools not one word was spoken by a person and yet it looked like a person speaking it and the person that showed me this video said, this is the worst it's ever going to be. So it's only ever going to get better from now on, which was really resonated with me. Well, you think about the current actor strike that's going on. This is what this is all about. The studios are thinking, we'll just replace you with AI. And even for the actors, mm. who they pay even more, they can actually mimic their voices. Absolutely, they can. And it's, it's actually interesting the way that things are going to move forward. And, you know, I don't know um, my concern about all of that, and I don't have an answer for it. My concern is is that the AI tools are getting so, so good, we get enough spam as it is. So imagine now if you actually got a message from somebody that was me saying to my team, can you please go and do this? And it's actually, I'm not famous enough to be copied, but imagine if it was me asking them to do something that was 100% AI tools. going to be some interesting legal ramifications around the whole thing and I don't know where that's going to land. Exactly and it also makes me think about cyber security attacks because you're putting your voice on there that can then be used to mimic when you're getting authority because now that's often used as a two-factor identification. That's interesting right. times but the other areas more practically I'm thinking about lawyers, doctors, accountants for example because a lot of their information is, and advice is based on all records and precedents and how do you think it will impact those sectors? I've got some um, clients who are lawyers actually and some of them are, are really concerned about it and some of them are embracing it because for, for once for again it takes a lot of the research component out for them if they're embracing it you know if they're looking up case history and all those sorts of things they can get that information very very quickly however you can imagine what the law society are doing they are probably going crazy at the moment on what are the new laws and new regulations around this use of this tool for example, let's say, for instance, we come up with a picture as a marketing company, we come up with a picture it's 100% AI generated. Who owns that picture? Do we own it? Does the client own it? Who has the right to that picture? And so there is no rules around that anymore at the moment, I beg your pardon. There surely will be in the future. But for doctors and things, I think it can actually really be very helpful for them in processing notes in understanding, um, you know, client details, things like that. The issue I think that they face is, again, pretty much it's open source and so they've got to be careful of confidentiality. So there are some tools that they can use to help streamline their work, but some of those people that have got very confidential information, they I would be cautioning them to adopt it too quickly. Absolutely. And the other thing that I'm thinking about with all of that as well is, wouldn't it be nice for community organisations if they're accessing lawyers and accountants or indeed if the community's accessing doctors, will the fees go down? Somehow I don't think so. Somehow I don't think so either, but they should in theory. But yes, I agree. They should in theory. Also, when you're talking about that hesitancy and reluctance, I was speaking to a colleague who works in a very large organisation in professional services sector. She's in marketing and she was, has been told you cannot use AI. And I'm thinking, well, isn't that crazy? Wouldn't that make your job easier? But you've just 
alerted me to some things, Linda. I think it's the open source because they'd be worried about competitors that if they put information in it, they take it. Do you think that's where the fear is coming from? Oh, look, highly possible. The other thing is is that you can tell. There's websites that you can, if you use 100% AI, let's say, for instance, you're a student and you use AI to answer your assignment, Anybody can actually feed that information into a website and it will tell you the percentage of it potentially being an AI-produced piece of information and so therefore then you can be done, you know, because it's unethical or whatever the things might be. So still like but plagiarism, it, same thing. Yes, okay. very similar to plagiarism. But from a marketing point of view, uh, I can only imagine that what they want to make sure that they do is have a point of difference by being human still and maybe they're actually not embracing it because they want that as a point of difference. My personal point of view is we have a policy around use of AI technology and we use it to help us with processes and systems and research but not one person like I will actually chastise a person if they copy and paste. They have to use their own human elements to make sure that it's not just computerised because you can kind of tell. Of course. Well, I love it when people are using it for the dating sites. Sounds fabulous. <laughs> Actually get to meet and think, who wrote that? Certainly not you. Because <laughs> you haven't got the little AI babel fish sitting in your ear telling you what to say. <laughs> Absolutely. There's many people that I've heard of using it to write speeches and all those sorts of things. And it's a really great, helpful tool. And you do need a policy. So yet another policy and not-for-profit has to write. Linda, it sounds the sort of thing that you're going to be able to help a lot with. Can you tell us how the community finds out more about your services? Absolutely. So the best thing to do is go to our website, which is purplegiraffe.com.au. Contact us through the phone or by email. It's really easy. and You'll find us everywhere on social media as well, on every platform. So it's just Purple Giraffe and you'll find us. Can't miss that one. And I'm sure that we'll probably have a follow-up discussion on this, Linda, as time progresses and as does the use of AI. I really appreciate you being on our Community Conversations podcast. Thank you for the opportunity. Community Centres SA advocates, connects and raises the profile of community work by sharing stories to help our community sector with this weekly podcast. Community centres are open for anyone and provide place-based activities to enrich the lives of people in our communities. Look out for the next episode and please share our podcast to your networks. Keep sending us your valuable feedback and suggestions for interviews to info at communitycentressa.asn.au. Community Conversations. For more information, check out communitycentersa.asn.au.